That's it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's time for crosstalk. Oh man, it's it's my favorite part of Thursdays. It's always exciting to be here. As always, my name is Doug McClure, and I'll be one of your hosts for crosstalk. And I'm just excited to be here. Um, I don't have words. I'm 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 out of the words. I used to have the words, and I lost them somewhere. But uh, it's been a crazy week. This is Holy Week, so hopefully you're out there and doing holy things. I always think it's weird to call a week holy, as if the rest of the weeks are unholy, I suppose. But it's good to know that this week is holy, so hopefully you're doing holy things. Uh, the other day, I punched holes, uh, which I think are the same thing. Uh, we are in Augusta. We have a golf course. There's at least 18 holes. So it's always very holy here. So we're excited to be here. And um, But uh, today is Monday Thursday, which... Um, Always sounds like a cool day. Monday is the word for a mandate or a commandment. And it was the day celebrated where Jesus washed his disciples' feet. So I thought I would go around to our staff this week and um, and wash their feet. And I got to John Wilcox first. And let's just say I stopped. I mean, it, it was bad. And so, you know, if you haven't seen John's feet, you just don't know what I'm talking about. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, since we're talking about it, we might as well bring him on here. John, how are you doing today, John? I'm great. I'm um um well rested finally <laughs> now john are you repping another podcast in the middle of this one i don't know how i feel about that I, i'm i'm repping both you know i i've got to uh i've got to promote my own brand while promoting this one i love them both so much so. i see the shield up there so i'm yeah, feeling that i made sure i evened it out I've yeah got, i've got both both sides of my life represented there so there you go just so you some of you might not know john it was a celebrity online before crosstalk which is hard to believe uh <laughs> Him and Megan uh, co-host a show called The Nerd Herder Podcast, all about, I know it's going to be shocking to you, it's really about Star Wars. Um, there you go. And actually coming from a very remote phrase from Empire Strikes Back, where uh, Leia uh, calls him a scruffy nerf herder. Yeah. And so I, I guess we got deep there and called him nerd herding, so that's just <laughs> awesome. So how are things today? I know it's kind of been kind of a quiet day for our ministry team as we get ready for the weekend. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty much been that. It's been quiet compared to the rest of the week. We um, did our Easter extravaganza, and it was extravagant. Oh, ooh, um, so excellent. <laughs> yeah. So today was just a lot of uh, reaching out to folks that uh, visit us throughout the week, you know, um, and making sure they know they have an opportunity to join us for worship. Uh, and like I said, just resting and caffeinating um, after a week well spent. So. Yeah, we had a few hundred people come through that. It was, was a good experience. It was a lot of fun. It it, it was yeah. um, good to spread it out. Usually, uh, we like to go hard and fast with events in church, you know, uh, but being able to spread it out and have more time to um, build relationships, talk to people individually, you don't get that when you've got a couple thousand people in your building. So Absolutely. it was nice. Well, speaking of special events, tonight is a special show. Uh, we have one of the coolest people that I know. Uh, her name is Judy, uh, Judy Chung. Um, now she has an official title. She's, she's an officer in the Salvation Army. So we have to be all polite and stuff, but, uh, I've, I, I've known of Judy Chung for a while now and uh, extremely talented, uh, uh, worshiper, uh, teacher, preacher, mama, wife. Uh, she has some of the most beautiful children on the face of the planet that don't have the last name McClure. Um, <laughs> But uh, just absolutely gorgeous uh, and just one of those great, happy families. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to announce this is Judy Chung. Woo! 
<laughs> Let's give her a nice crosstalk welcome. <laughs> we don't have one. Of those, Everyone so throw your own confetti. You have yes. your own confetti. <laughs> Oh, wow, what it, an intro, Doug. Well, we've already got our first comment from your hubby. <laughs> Apparently, he felt left out. Yes, uh, that is the follically challenged uh, Mr. Chung, and uh, just absolutely adorable. But I mean, I've got to show you this. I, I have to admit, I, I did a little Facebook diving. Oh, and boy. I, 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 uh, well, I mean, I, I'm telling you, there are good looking children out there. I mean, there are McClure children, okay? There are those children, and then there are other people's children, and I don't say this very often, but these children are gorgeous. <laughs> oh, I mean, did you carve baby. them all out of like some kind of like material or something? I mean, they're just mm -hmm. absolutely Each adorable. One. Each one, and the little one is a firecracker. <laughs> Wait until you meet her in person. Woo! Oh, it's she been a couple is... years since I've been. I, I, uh -huh. I, she, was, she was a lot younger then. But yeah, now woo. you have to meet the six-year-old version. Lord. Yeah, see, now I'm feeling old. See, uh, Judy and I were talking backstage, or virtually backstage, about the fact that we're both about to celebrate life with 17-year-olds. Ooh, God uh, bless us. Yes, yes. My, my son Cameron will be 17 uh, on the 13th, and Judy already has a 17-year-old. How long has he been 17? Two days. There you go, see? Yeah. So she's still alive, so I'm really excited for the next week in <laughs> April because well, it looks like I'll survive right. that week. He's still here, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, just absolutely adorable. And then, so Judy, why don't you tell us a little about yourself, and, and I will hush for a second. Okay, well, like my name is Judy um, Chung. As you can tell, I am not Asian. My husband is a lot. That that usually that usually throws a lot of people off <laughs> when I when I you know give them my unhyphenated name. Um, so, yeah, so as you can see, I'm not Asian, but we are originally from New York. I grew up in Brooklyn and my husband grew up in the Bronx. And we always have our, you know, our famous battle over which one is better. And of course, Brooklyn, as we always win. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, we actually met at a Salvation Army camp. Um, I don't know if you ever heard camp of Starlight lives. Camp. That's right. Camp Star Lake. Yeah, yeah. Star Lake Camp. Good old SLC. Um, so that's where we met and um, we, you know, just doing life. And we, we eventually moved down South that's because it. New York was just getting crazy. It was just getting too much. We, we started having kids and we just start, started getting too busy and it was just getting too expensive. So we decided to, to move down South, which was probably one of the best decisions we've ever made um, because there are some awesome people down here. Awesome people, two of them, you know, Sharing my screen right now. What's up? <laughs> yep. Um, and actually, when we moved down south is where we actually accepted our call to officership because it was it was quite a journey. It was a trip. Um, you know, you know how that goes, Doug. <laughs> it's it's a it's a trip. It was a journey, but you know, I'm still God tripping. Has been, seriously, seriously. But it's a it's a it's been a good trip. We're having a great time. We're currently in Louisville. Um, the Louisville South Corps, the great Louisville South Corps, which is having a wonderful time um, just getting to know our community and getting to know our people um, and just trying to navigate this whole COVID world, trying for it to go away so we can finally you know, be full force and do what we were sent here to do. But for the mean, in the meantime, 
We're having a good time. We are um, raising four kids. As you saw in that picture, we have a 17-year-old and almost 16-years-old. Um, he'll be 16 in, in May. Um, we had a, a recently- We had all kids at the same time. It was a plan, yeah. Tell you, it was planned, Doug. It was planned. <laughs> and we have a 12-year-old and a six-year-old. So three boys and a girl. So it is fun and very loud in our house all the time. See, my wife, see, Judy's living my wife's life. The reason why we had the last two children is because we want to try for a girl one more time. And we got two boys. Judy, on the other hand, didn't have twins. She actually took the fourth round, which is always a gamble. It's a gamble. Still pulled out the girl. But she was she was a surprise and then a bonus. You're like, oh, surprise, you have another baby. Oh, and on top of that, she's a girl. Like, okay, good. So if she had not been a girl, we would not have tried for a girl. So the court <laughs> said, you know what? Here you go. <laughs> Which is exactly the conversation that happened in my house. Four boys, yeah. we're done, okay? We're done. God, we're, we understand what you're saying, and, and we're willing to accept that. So, yes. Yeah, just, uh, and what, what Judy's very humble. Uh, she doesn't tell you, of course, that Judy has an amazing voice. Now, this isn't a singing show, but uh, uh, <laughs> Judy is an, uh, is an amazing worshiper and uh does a bit of singing and just lovely and but they have a great core up there in Louisville and uh, it's always great seeing uh, families involved in worship and uh, there I've seen videos of Judy's family involved in worship and just just a great group so uh, we're so excited but now you did mention that you're not Asian and and we accept that but you are something else yes and we, we kind of got tipped off last week so uh, we're, we're a little prepped off. for this what, well, we had EB last week. You got you had what? We had EB last week. Uh ah, you had EB. Okay, yes. gotcha. So he 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 referred to it, but just in case you want to remind us. Yes, I am Haitian. I am of Haitian descent. So my family is from the island of Haiti in the West Indies. So, yep, got the best of both worlds over here in the Chung House. <laughs> Seriously, now how the girl from Haiti and the and, and the guy from the <laughs> from, from 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 the east got together? It must have been a wonderful story. Man, uh, I'm telling you, it's a New York thing. You have to go to New York where everybody lives, bro. Everybody's there from all corners of the world. So just I'm telling awesome. you. Yeah. And so obviously we're, we give glory to God for bringing them together and for their family and what they're doing. And uh, I, I've been excited. When we, we started going through a list of people, somebody, rec somebody recommended Judy's name. And I was like, man, I should already had her on the list. So I was just glad to, to have that list. So. And she immediately said yes, and she was on board, and we got her book. So, and then ironically, if you're going to talk about a psalm of praise, I mean, Psalm 100 is that psalm. So, I mean, it just makes sense to have Judy here tonight. So, uh, I think all around, definitely God ordained. But before we get to prayer and all the serious stuff, uh, John, we got any questions for our our wonderful guest host this evening? Anything fun we can learn about Judy? Judy, yeah. Judy, Judy. Uh, I, I find that, you know, some of the simplest questions sometimes can help you learn a little bit about a person. And we only get you for an hour, and obviously that means our guests only get you for an hour. So I figure they can get the most out of you uh, with a good placed question. And so I was figuring, what is your idea, your best idea of a relaxing evening? Is it watching TV Ooh. or reading a book or, or something along those lines? How, how do you relax? Okay. Um now I when like, you relax okay right when when you get the once in a year opportunity <laughs> once in a, and yeah that sounds about right yeah. <laughs> as i'm relaxing i am doing neither i'm doing nothing okay mm. 
doing nothing, like nothing in my pajamas, chilling out, doing absolutely nothing. That is heaven on earth to me because mm. I never get to do nothing. <laughs> Even right, when I'm on vacation, I never get to do nothing. So, and like you said, that once a year, I don't get to be by myself <laughs> very often. It went my ideal chill, relaxed time. I love my husband. I love my kids, but I love those times when I'm by myself. Yeah. So, so you don't understand. I have it on my, I have a countdown on my calendar Yeah. to the day when all the kids are out of the house. <laughs> you have a countdown. I mean, oh, I have a countdown. It's count. It's I have like 1800 days and I'm out. <laughs> and I mean, now they can still be living there, but they're gonna be paying rent. Oh my but, god! Uh, and th th it's called something on my calendar. I can't stay on, on the broadcast. I'll tell you later because it's okay. it's not politically correct. But uh, it's it's a wonderful day on my calendar, and I will be celebrating it. Uh, just exciting. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's hard to explain when you have four kids in the house. There really is no that lot a lot of private time. Now my wife likes to travel, so I'm kind of fortunate there. Sometimes she'll take the boys and go camping or something like that. And my idea mm -hmm. of camping is Motel Six. So huh. she'll go camping in the woods and stuff like that and take the boys. So I get a few minutes like that. And now that they're working a little bit, we get a little time off. But okay. yeah, when, when you get the house to yourself, Listen. oh, come down with the Shekinah glory right there. I mean, you know. <laughs> that is heaven on earth. Yeah, I, I was expecting the Lord to come down and blow a trumpet and call it a day because it was it was time for the world to end. I was like, this is a beautiful moment. But um, all right. Well, Judy, as our guest, please, would you please lead us in prayer and then we'll read if you're watching at home, this is Crosstalk, and we're going to be doing Psalm 100 with our guest host, Judy Chung. Thanks for being here with us. All right, let's pray. Father, we are just so grateful for this time that you have seen fit for us to be together, Lord, as we just discuss your word, which is the most wonderful thing that you have given to us, Lord. God, I pray that you would just um, be in our midst right now, that we would feel your presence with us, Lord, and that everything that we say and do pleases you, God. Help us not to say or do anything that is not like you, God, and just help us to enjoy ourselves this night. We love you, and it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Awesome. Well, as I'm forward, we're in Psalm 100. And uh, Judy, when you want to, you know what, Judy, why don't you just go ahead and read the whole thing? I mean, okay. let's go ahead and knock down. I don't think we need to break this one down too much. Let's see what, and what we, we can hear how Judy reads the scripture for us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. All right. And I'll be reading from the NLT version. Nice. Good choice. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. I don't know about y'all, but I really plan on hearing this when I go to heaven. I just think this might be like the course as you enter in. You know, I finally get through by St. Peter. If I can figure that part out, I actually get into heaven. I'm, <laughs> I'm planning on hearing this as I walk in. I'm hoping it's over the loudspeaker. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to heaven. Welcome I can walk in. Let, let, let me read Psalm 100 for you. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking, because what, what a great way to celebrate. I mean, and I've always had this opinion about this psalm. It's just a, a great way to celebrate and a great way just to kind of it's almost like we've had all this heavy stuff and we've talked about some heavy stuff in the, in the last few weeks. Yeah. And then we're here and it's like, you know, let's take a praise break. And yep. here we have Psalm 100. I just picture um, the, 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 in the, the old Baptist church, the guy on the organ and praise break and da, 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 and they're just praising and dancing and doing all the, the fancy <laughs> movements. 
which is awesome. And like you said, we've been talking about a lot of heavy stuff. Like it's, yes. it's been heavy. This past year has been heavy. And um, what what came to mind when um, when you told me that you know which song we would be reading is the things that people have been going through this past year. The question that would automatically pop up in their minds is, why do I need to praise him? Why? Why? I, we've been struggling, we've been suffering. All these people have died, over half a million people off the planet, gone, wiped out from this virus. Why should I praise him? What is the purpose? Why Why do I even need, well, I, I'll just sit here, I'll be black and I'll die. You know, like Joe Clark said. Um, I was okay with the black part. I guess I'll, do, I was, I'll put, put white in there, but yeah. <laughs> right, but why, why should we praise him? And, um, it's because he made us. That's what he made us to do. It says it right here. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. The very reason that he created us is to praise him, is to worship him, is to give him back everything that he's due. And a lot of times people think that we need to praise God because of all the things that he gives us, right? Mm -hmm. All the blessings that he pours down on us, all the good things. That's not the reason why we praise him. We praise him because he is God. We praise him because he is worthy. We praise him because that is what he is due. So um, that's just, you know, what came up to me when, when um, immediately when I, when I saw this, when I read this again. So, so essentially praising is not something, it shouldn't be a surprise. This is what we were created to do. This yeah. is really what we're all about. I mean, it, it, it's sometimes weird. People are like, well, I, now I feel like praising God. I, I'm glad we No, you've just stopped praising God before. I mean, this is something we're supposed to be doing no matter if it's good, right. no matter if it's bad. I mean, and that's always hard. But I mean, there are those times where you don't feel necessarily like you're in that mood. And praising yeah. sometimes, what I tell people all the time, praising is not about your mood. If you yeah. wait for a mood to hit you, uh, you, you may never do some things ever again. Exactly. But if if you're all, but if you're waiting for a mood, praise it should be an attitude of our hearts. And regardless of what's going on, whether the world's burning or whether the world's being covered in gold, we should be praising God. And uh, you know, it's really an attitude and a shift in our own thinking in that. Absolutely. And, Mr. John. and also, yep, Mr. John. Oh, no, go ahead. With, you started yeah. a thought, so go ahead. <laughs> and um, just to piggyback off of what you said, Doug, um, like, yes, we should always be in an attitude of praise. We should always be um, lifting up those praises to him and just being in that complete attitude. But what happens when um, I don't feel like it or God... Mm. Um, you know, you, you, you're you not good. I don't believe that you're good. Or we've been, you know, there's people that have been, as of late, there have there have been people that have been raised in the church and they, they have um, been taught this all their lives. And then all of a sudden, one day they wake up and decide, you know what? I don't believe in God anymore. I don't believe that God is good. If God were good, then A, B, C, and, and D wouldn't happen. And, and Peter and Paul and Mary would, you know, wouldn't have had this happen to them. And I don't feel like praising God anymore. So I'm just going to turn away and do my own thing, you know? And, and when we, when we think about the responsibility that we have as Jesus followers, as people who, who God has created to worship him, I think that's a really, really, really um, tough road to walk down. Because like you said, when we, when you make it past those St. Peter and we have to face him at the, the, same Peter, right? And we have to face him at that um the the, the 
the throne of judgment. What are we going to do at one time? I believed, you know, you shine down your truth on me at one time, but then I turned away and I didn't want to do it anymore just because I felt like it. Um, and I know it's a lot deeper than that, but for us who've been raised in the faith and for us who walk this, um, this hard, narrow path every single day, it's hard. It's not easy being um, a Christian. It's not easy following Jesus. It's hard, but it's something that we purpose in our lives to do. It's something that we um, do intentionally because of, of who God is to us, because we know not, like I said before, not because of what he has done. Those are just added benefits, but because God, you are good. And even those things like he's like with the situation of Joseph, we go back to Joseph and all those things that he, he experienced. He turned it around for his good. All these things happen for our good. And when we see that, I think it would be easier for us to praise when we understand that it's all for our good. That's awesome. Where are you at, John, on this? Um, well, uh, first of all, I was just enjoying all the good conversation. Um, <laughs> yeah, I tell you, she's pretty awesome. <laughs> right. Um, oh. Yeah, I, I think praise is a complex thing and that's why I don't think a lot of people get it. And I think that's why we simplify it to singing songs. And that's why we feel like we're doing it wrong when the, we don't like the songs or we don't feel like singing the songs and everything, you know, it's, it's kind of like holiness. It's a, it's a state of being and doing like praise is both something you, you are and you do. Um, yeah. and, and you guys kind of alluded to that in that we, we're creations that praise, we are creations, um, that are, are thankful um for being created and, and to our creator and everything and so I, I think it's i don't like putting and connecting everything to the you know biblical illiteracy that kind of plagues the modern church but in in one of these cases I, or in this case i think it does come down to that a lot of just not really digging deep enough into what praise is and what an attitude and and, and a being of praise is and, and what it means to play our part in praising and in, in stirring our affections for the Lord. Cause we kind of just kind of, like you said, we, it, it, we think praise is because I've been, received things. It's about what we get. You know, when you put something in a kid's hands, you know, it's easier for them to say thank you than for them to just wake up and say, thank you for nothing. Right. And, and we're like that in, in our spiritual attitude of it's easier to thank and praise God when we're given something ver versus just because, yeah. And, and you know, we have a part to play in stirring our affections for the Lord. It, you know, now at the end of the day, it's it's his spirit in us that puts us in that place of worship. But we have to, you know, turn on the radar. We have to be uh, open to receiving that um, guidance and that that leading. You know, we have to take time away. Like you said, that one time a, a year, hopefully you're doing that more with the Lord. But like we have to take that time away so that we don't just focus in on the bad things that are going on and focus on the COVID and, and focus on the stresses of life, but that we step away and focus on God. So yeah. even though those things don't go away, we recognize that God hasn't gone away either. Yeah. And so yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it's that work and that effort, that, uh, that grace-driven effort that has to be put in and, and behind it uh, yeah. to get this kind of attitude. Like, we want to we want to wake up on Sunday morning and, and sing Psalm 100, but probably most of us are in Psalm 52 or, or you know, somewhere else a little bit bleaker sometimes, if we're honest. Um, yeah. 
And so we have to take that time and, and put in that effort to go before the throne uh, to get to a Psalm 100 kind of attitude. Yeah. Well, we got a great comment from our one of our head elders there, John Gillum. Don't let the rocks outdo you in praise. Uh, we just <laughs> talked about this last Sunday, actually. was uh, We are talking about the triumphal entry of Jesus there on Palm Sunday and talk about the facts that if, if you know, if, if it, and people said you should quiet your followers down. He said, if I, if I quiet my followers down, even the rocks are going to come out That's with that. Yeah. I mean, and that is, it's a, it's a good thing to think about. And, and, and one of the things I struggle with when, when I play in programs is that I, I hate the idea of this is praise and worship time. Not that I hate praise and worship because I, I love jamming with our group. We have, we have a fun group. I mean, we're dysfunctional, but that, that's what makes us work. <laughs> we're dysfunctional, which makes us functional, which is, you know, it's dissing, but it still has function to it. But what I love about the fact is that no matter what we're doing, even in the program, before the program, after the program really is about praising God. Yeah. I mean, we can read scripture and praise God. I have, I know it's a struggle, but I've actually swept the floor. And, but I actually, I'm, my job at the core is washing dishes. That, that, that's what, that's what the major does. Uh, Cause we all know the major doesn't cook for large groups. Um, mm -hmm. My idea of cooking is, you know, takeout. Um, so we don't, we don't, they don't, we have Sergeant McCormick and she just three, she throws down. So we're lo we're looking forward to Easter Sunday because we get breakfast with Sergeant McCormick. So we're excited yeah. about that. Uh, and and John is the one that does all the planning and the program and all the technical stuff and gets things set up and works about logistics and makes sure all these things are in the right place. My wife takes care of everybody because she loves people and she's pastoral care and does the <laughs> great things. And I do the dishes. <laughs> that is my role when we have these kind of events. And and yeah. honestly, for me, it's an act of praise and an yeah. act of worship because I'm in there washing the dishes. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's my it's my small way, but still, I feel like I'm actually part of the process. And it's yeah. weird because I'm I'm in the kitchen. I'm not in front of people. Most people in the core probably have no idea I'm actually back there doing dishes. But they see me in my cute little Star Wars, uh, you know, <laughs> my Star Wars apron. But I mean, you know, it's just but for me, that's how I praise God in that that circumstance. And that's what I think really comes down to is how are you finding ways to praise God in your circumstances? Right. Right. You know, and, and it talks about this journey. And one of the, one of my favorite verses is a weird verse. I love verse four because there's this progression that first we enter the gates and then we get into the courts. And then the last phrase there, it almost seems like we have actually entered into that holy place in front of them mm -hmm. where we give thanks to him almost personally and praise his name. So we've walked in, we've walked through the courts, you know, it, it's, that, it's that picture of the temple where you have the gates, then you have the outer courts, then you have that inner court where, 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 where Jesus's chosen people are us, mm -hmm. his believers have come in, into that inner place with him and had that sanctuary. But I mean, it's where we have to keep journeying. And I mean, John's right. I mean, sometimes you wake up in Psalm, you know, Psalm two or Psalm three, and you've got to get up to Psalm 100, you know? It's almost like we need a meme. What Psalm kind of day are you having? I mean, are you yes. having a Psalm 100 day? Are you <laughs> having like a it. Psalm 21 day? I mean, what Psalm day are you having? But I mean, I like it's it. just, it's fair because, it, but th th all those Psalms reflect different emotions that we've gone through. And yeah. we reflect different periods in our life. And it's just, it's about moving ourselves to that process. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. Similar... Rock, paper, scissors for who? Oh. <laughs> no. Um, I was just going to say, similarly, that makes me think of um, what uh, Judy mentioned earlier of the, the people that wake up and don't feel Psalm 100 and figure, well, maybe it's wrong and I'm just, this isn't right. You know, maybe Jesus isn't the way or maybe there is no Jesus. And um, the idea of like people that fall out of love with each other. Yeah. Um, and there's always that debate of, you know, if people get divorced, were they ever 
properly married? Were they ever really in love? You know, like we debate all the time. If people leave the church, were they ever really saved and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, you know, it's the same thing when you're married and us all being married can attest to it in that some days are are great highs where you're it's just love birds, you know, and it's just like day one back at camp and it's amazing and you're finishing each other's sentences and you have cute sandwiches that are cut out in the shape of hearts and, you know, all that wonderful, gushy stuff. There are weird things there's... happens in the Wilcox house. We don't ask questions. <laughs> that's a, that's right. a secret. Yeah, that's a Megan um, thing. We don't touch that. But then there's days where, man, like you had a day, she had a day, you know, um, y'all all had your individual problems and, and you're trying not to bring that to each other but you know it's kind of just hard and and as a married couple you should want to be around each other but it's like i need five minutes uh, like you know it yeah. not everything is a romance movie you know and and you've got to be willing to say that just because today's a little harder or today's not you know at a 100 we're still in love we're still in this and 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 you know we're going to still keep pursuing this we just got to do some things to get us through this crazy day and and, and it's that same way with our relationship with God. Absolutely. And I always like um, whenever whenever there are if you're you know just staying on the topic of marriage, whenever people are or if we're counseling anybody and they say I, I hate it when they say it's always a 50 50. No, it's not a 50 50. It's a hundred, a hundred. You're bringing your A game. And sometimes I don't want to bring my A game. Sometimes I don't want to be around you. Something I, I need, I need more than five minutes. Is give my me wife a day. in there with right. you? Okay. I'm confused. <laughs> no, <laughs> give me a day and then we can talk, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of times when we, when we, when we have the time to think about it, we're like, you know what? Maybe I was a little harsh. Maybe I could have done A, B, and C. But then it also brings me back to thinking of the children of Israel. Like I'm in um, the book of Judges right now. Where we're talking about all the judges mm, and all um, and all the ways they they felt they fell away from the Lord. And, and then they and then God brought a judge and then they were, you know, they lived in peace for 40 years and then they lived in peace for 80 years. And I'm like, y'all, do you <laughs> I that's just something that I I don't get. Like I just don't understand how but then again, I do understand because that's how we are. But um, they literally, like their ancestors, their they their lineage, the direct lineage, they were ancestors to the people who were delivered from Egypt. They walked on land where God parted the sea, and they saw it, and they and they walked and they marched around the, the city of Jericho, and they saw the walls fall down, and yet. They complained about not having um, any water to drink. They complained about not having any, any food to drink. They complained about not having any meat. They complained, oh my goodness, my feet hurt it. And I can't have my spa day and I can't do this. And I can't, my, all, the, all this complaining, right? And God provided for them each and every single day. And I love that verse where it says, <laughs> where God is slow to anger. Because if that were me, God would probably just rain fire down on me and said, you know what, you're a complaining little whatever and get out of my face you know but every single time he delivered them when they walked away from him when they forgot about him when they when they worshiped other gods when they did all these different things he always came back and he always covered them and he always provided them a way out and it was a vicious cycle over and over and over and over and over again and then when we think about it whenever 
we don't feel the presence of God, whenever we're in those Psalm 52 days, when I don't feel like praising, when I'm not in that mood, it's that's going to become God a thing now. That. It's going to become a thing now. I'm having a Psalm 52 day. Like right. that. Yes, you started a, a thing, John. Um, when when we don't have, when we don't feel the presence, when we don't um, feel like praising, we don't feel like giving thanks, when we don't feel, it's not God that's left. We're the ones yeah. that have stepped out of his presence. Oh, preach. Whenever, Come on. Whenever we have those, those, um, those off days, when, when I don't feel like talking to my husband, my whole day is off. My whole day mm-hmm. is off. Like something mm-hmm. is not in sync. Something is not going right. So whenever the, whenever we're not um, feeling like doing stuff, God is still in the same position. He's never, he's steady. He's still, he's still chasing after us. He's still wooing us. He's still loving on us. We're the ones that have turned our back. And we're the ones that have walked away and said, you know what? I'm not feeling like I want to, um, to deal with you today. Back up off me. I don't want to be... Um, be near you today. And in a sense, God is like, you know what? That's all right. I still love you. I still want to lavish my love on you. I still want to, um, to give you grace, to give you, to give all these different things that I, and I'm still here whenever you're ready. I'm still here waiting for you. Um, it's just that we can't stay in those moments. We can't stay lamenting. We have, there has to be a turning point where we go back and say, you know what, God, I was mad at you, you know, you, you didn't come through for me the way I wanted to, but that's all right, because I know you're good and I'm going to praise you anyway. I'm going to praise you in the storm. I will enter your courts Mm. with your gates with thanksgiving. I will go into your courts with praise. I will sing your praises because you are good, because you are God, because you parted that red See for me when I didn't know how how I was gonna get past it. You those walls of Jericho fell down for me when I had no clue how I was gonna make it. You fed my family when I didn't have two red cents to rub together. So you know what, God, I'm gonna praise you. I'm gonna praise you in the storm. I'm gonna praise you um, when it's dark. I'm gonna praise you when it's sunshine. I'm gonna praise you when it's raining. I'm gonna praise you when there's a hurricane ripping the roof off my house. I'm going to praise you because I know. You're always there for me. Mm. You're always waiting for me to come back to you. Um, and I, I just love the God that we serve, y'all. He's just like this amazing father that just just always wants to pour his love on us, always. And I just want to always praise him for I always want to be in that attitude of praise. I always I never want to be in a place where I leave his presence long enough. That I don't feel him anymore, so that I can't get back to him. Does that make sense? I never want to be in a position where I can't feel him in my life, um, right. and I don't know how people live without him. I really don't. Well, we are reaching halftime, man. I could sit here and <laughs> listen to Judy all day. Yeah, that, that's just awesome. Well, uh, today our show is being sponsored by. Nobody, because nobody loves me. I don't know how to feel about that. Um, oh, thank you, John. Um, you have to say that because it's springtime and we're getting near summer, so you have to be nice to me. Uh, but um, you know, it's uh, it's good. To, it's good to be here with uh, with the Judy Chung. So we play a little game here in the middle of our our, our broadcast, talking with our with our uh, guest. And our uh, the game today we're going to ask is a question 
of you. Um, I got a little deeper question than John did. Sorry, John, I scooped you on this one. So here's our question of the week. And everybody's going to play. Everybody's going to participate. So here it is. Today is, which band or artist, dead or alive, would play at your funeral? Ooh-wee. Yeah, see, it just got deep. I just saw a look on John's face. He's having to pull up Twitter right now and, and figure out who he's following and, and, and what they're playing right now. Um, so which band or artist, dead or alive, will play your funeral? And all those at home that are at home, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vamp for a second while our guests thinking about their answers. But uh, if you're at home, please share your comments with us. We'd love to share them on the screen. Which band or artist, dead or alive, would play at your funeral? Mm. So uh, we'll start with the most beautiful person. That, well, no, the second most beautiful person in the room. That would be Judy Chung. And uh, <laughs> me being number one, obviously. I mean, come on now. Uh, but uh, Obviously, uh, yeah, Doug. Yeah, there's no doubt. But uh, <laughs> So Judy, which band or artist, dead or alive, would play at your funeral? Okay. Well, you'd have to go back to my, my teenage years for this. Um, and anybody? Yep, my husband said it. Boys to yeah. men. <laughs> They'd have wow. to say um, it's so hard to say goodbye Come to you. Yeah, yeah, that would be them. <laughs> it would yes. be them, boys to men. He knows me very well. <laughs> where That's right. Say it. Been through. Yes. Oh, yeah. Gotta get deep boys to men. Wow. Yeah, man. Take wow. it back. Now I have to do have to correct your husband's spelling. That's supposed to be boys with the Roman numeral two. Yeah, and then yeah, exactly. So, uh, but you know, you get the Louisville, you get soft. It happens. So I mean, we we get that. (laughs) But uh, so John, uh, what band or artist, dead or alive, would play at your funeral? Um, So it was less of a reaction of oh no, what what would it be? It was more of a (laughs) concert lineup. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, no, I, I kind of know who it would be. It's just an interesting, it's going to be interesting for everyone because nobody knows my my musical styles anyway. But um, no, uh, <laughs> it would actually it would actually be an artist who passed. Um, it would be Jimmy Sullivan of Avenged Sevenfold fame. Uh, Avenged Sevenfold is a metal band um, that I enjoy, which the name itself uh, is actually from scripture and they've done a few st- songs based on that, which is, uh, they're a very talented group, but um, their drummer passed away about, um, maybe 12 or 13 years ago. And he wrote a song before he passed um, called Fiction, where he talks about his life and how he just doesn't believe he's had the life that he's had, but that he knows when he leaves it, he's going to trust that it's all going to be worth it uh, for the people he leaves behind. And, um, you know, very eerie uh, that it was his last song before he passed. But, um, you know, I take that to mean something. And I've always had a an affinity for that song and and it would be my sentiments if i ever left this earth to hope that it was worth it and that uh for those i leave behind it was something good about it so john i'm, I'm tearing up over here this is getting deep <laughs> over here. i i know i don't <laughs> usually pick out a serious answer for these things but yeah i mean oh well i well you know uh, i i'm weird we all know that i we accept that uh but you know for for me um i I had to roll old school like Judy. Uh, Chicago for me. I'm talking like uh, late '80s Chicago. Oh, that's uh, a good one. The horns. I was gonna say yeah. I had to have brass in there. Yeah, the horns, the the synthesizers. <laughs> you know, Peter Cetera. Hey. You know, on lead vocals. I mean, I'm yes. just thinking, it has to be. It has to be a moment. I mean, there's just. I I don't know if you want to sing any of these cheesy love songs because I mean that probably wouldn't work at a funeral. But you know, there are <laughs> people missing. I mean, they're probably. There are probably a bunch of ladies out there jealous because Storm got me first. I mean, I understand oh that. I respect that. But I mean, yeah, for me, it had to be Chicago. Uh, it just 
I just think it'd be amazing. Uh, we're getting some better. We're getting some other answers out here. We got Peter, Paul, and Mary leaving on a jet plane. Go ahead, Janine. <laughs> Come on, bring it real. And then Angela makes them bring in Tim McGraw up in here. Jet girl, plane. What happened to Tim McGraw? Is he dead? Oh no, it was alive or dead, right? Yeah, live or dead. Okay, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Well, let's not put Tim McGraw on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to start one of those Snopes thing. We have to start getting everything fact checked here. He's like the talk. only country music person I know, so that I can't have him going anywhere. You don't know George Strait? Nah, I don't. I don't deal with satanic music. Oh, oh! <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm Blake, kidding. Oh, yeah, oh, wow. Blake Shelton. Come on now. Oh, that's right. That's a Lady A. Crush. They're yeah. from Augusta, John. Lady Annabellum. You mean? Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Oh my so, uh, yeah, good, good, good answers, John. I, I don't, I don't know how to get deep with you, but uh, boys to men, Judy. I, I mean, I get the smooth vocals, but I get that. But I was just, I wasn't expecting that from you. I was expecting Man, a little, I was expecting a little Tasha Cobb coming at you. Maybe a little Israel Houghton. I was expecting like you to bring the praise and you brought yep. the boys to men. I got the boys you, to men. You got <laughs> massive respect for that one. I, I, I thought you'd have to go yearbook answer and say, okay, well, it has to be any song written by William Booth. Uh, you know, but I mean, massive respect for bringing out boys nope. to men. That is classic. And apparently your husband agrees or just acknowledges <laughs> the fact that it's not going to change anytime soon. Oh, so I gotta bring my boys. That, that's good stuff. <laughs> that is such good stuff. Well, thank you everybody for participating. If you want to keep leaving your answers, uh, oh, by the way, Angela Mixon, John, I'm gonna, she's gonna get you on the country train. Uh, nope. Thank you, Angela. John, John needs <laughs> a little. John needs a little culture in his life. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Get him a pair of boots and a in a, in a ten gallon hat, and we'll see what it looks like. So. You would think with my namesake, yeah, oh, I would boy. be there, but I just... I yeah, he goes by there. John Wayne. I think if he could drop his last name and just go, like, one name, he'd probably do it and just go, I'm, I'm the artist formerly known as John Wayne, but uh, it's just crazy. Um, but thanks for really playing <laughs> along. If you want to keep your answers, we'll keep popping up on the screen. But as we get back into our uh, our talk today, one of the comments that right before we went to halftime, it, it, uh, this is from Bunky Fuller, said, it brings to mind anything worth having is worth working at. Thank goodness God values his children. Uh, you know, now Bunky Fuller can speak not only of children, but Amen. also of grandchildren. We we definitely love uh, Bunky Fuller out there. Sorry, it's Major Bunky Fuller retired, but uh, uh, but thank goodness God does value his children. And you know, and Judy was talking about the fact. I mean, how much how much God is you know, and, and we praise God for all the all the things He does for us. But the truth is, I mean, just the very fact that we have the opportunity to praise God in the first place should be something we're praising God for. I mean. It's crazy that God, not only does God give us the ability to praise him, but he also gives us the ability not to praise him, which is yeah. crazy. I mean, you know, and you think about the words like creator and, and people, I've heard sermons before about people talking about robots or things that created, but usually ro robots stuff like that are programmed to follow a certain path. God created us, put us on this mm -hmm. earth, and then left ultimately the choice up to us. Now, in my mind, he put a chocolate sundae and a pile of dirt in to front us, of us and said, yeah. okay, yeah, salvation is that chocolate sunny, and this is life without me. This is the pile of dirt, but there's still people that are sticking their nose in the dirt, let's be honest. So, I mean, it's weird how God's given us that choice to choose mm -hmm. whether to even worship him mm -hmm. in the first place. So, let's kick back in there. It's back across talk. We're in Psalm 100 with our guest, the always amazing Judy Chung. And so, let's get back into it. So, anybody want to lead us off as we get to our second half? Um, well, I'll, I'll enter in because, um, I the last couple of times I've thought of as we're we're talking, you know, some people I think kind of set up their own barrier 
uh, to praise. You know, you mentioned that, you know, it's it's not about the the things we're grateful for and all that stuff. And I think sometimes we're just so trained to be grateful for those things. Like it's such a, a church response of, you know, you don't got anything to be grateful for. You know, you drove to church this morning, right? And, you know, you, you went to sleep last night with a roof over your head. And so, I mean, in some cases, yeah. I think we're almost trained to think of being grateful in, in that sense. Um, and, and just like the um, major bunkie um, mentioned, um, it, it's worth working at to get deeper than that. It takes, I mean, it may not seem like it to us, but, you know, taking off the church hat for a little while, it, it takes a lot of maturity to get to the point of just being thankful to be alive, like just the bare minimum, you know, thankful for um, the the more unseen things, to be thankful for the difficult things. It, it, it takes a lot of work to yeah. see that as something to praise about. Yeah. Those, those that's the true test of of your your faith walk right the things that you can because when we have those those valley moments when we have those dark yeah i'm going to trust you i'm going to be i'm going to you know um i'm still going to follow you and I, I remember, I, I can't remember the movie now, um, but I think in two things. I think in song lyrics and I think in movies. That, that's that's where my mind always goes. Similar. But, we're we're um, your people, so welcome. <laughs> that's right. So there's this movie, I can't remember which it was, um, but there was, there's a um, a husband and wife and they were having um, what, fertility issues. And um, and then the husband, at, like he has this awakening moment and he says, you know, and he, he has, he recommits his life to, to Jesus and he, you know, continues walking. And then he asks his, his wife, he says, um, if God never gives us a baby, will you still trust him? Will you still follow him? And, um, and I'm sitting here watching this, you know, you know, those cheesy Christian movies. Um, and I'm like, that's, that's really like, that's thought provoking. That's deep. Mm. Like, okay, God, if you don't, if you don't give me what I want, if I'm acting like a spoiled brat and, it's, you know, having a baby is something huge. But if I don't get what I'm asking you for, will I still trust you? Will I yeah. still follow you? Um, will I still praise you? Mm. Will I still um, do all these things that I've been taught all my life to do? Um, and that's that's a question that we need to ask ourselves. Will we still you know, follow God? And then a lot of the times, like there was this... Um, we, we go to church, right? And um, you alluded to this earlier, Doug, um, or John, I can't remember which one now, where they don't sing a song. We're the that same we like. person. Yeah. You are. Person. You're one in the same. Oh, God. Um, where they're not singing the songs that we like, right? Uh -huh, I'm not singing that. I don't like that song. Whatever. Mm. I don't, God doesn't speak to me. That, whatever. Why, why are they singing these old songs? Why do we have to sing hymns? Why is this? Blah, blah, blah. All this stuff, right? Actually, um, we catch the other side of that here in this court. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah, but um, but we forget, and I love all. I I love it all. Like I love. I'm a. I love looking at lyrics and all the the different. Um, I give or take music or whatever. Give me the lyrics. I want the lyrics. These are the things that I'm I'm looking for. Give me some things where I'm praising God and I'm doing this. But when we go to church and it's just something to do on a Sunday morning. It's mm. just you know something that I'm checking off. 
I'm waking up, I'm going to Sunday school or not. Um, or I'll just make sure that I get there just in time, either to miss praise and worship or to get there for praise and worship, whatever it is. But um, why, why are we even there? Are we sitting in church just to take up space? Is it something to do? Why do we even go? Why am I there? Do I want to be among, you know, other believers? Do I want to work? Why, why am I going? And then the next question I ask is, am I expecting anything when I get there? If I don't expect God to move in my life, if I don't expect the Holy Spirit to speak to me, then guess what? He ain't going to do it. Mm. He's not going to do it. If I go there every single week expecting for God to move in a way that I never experienced it before, even if every single Sunday is just a cookie cutter program, we have our prayer, we have our scripture, we have whatever. If I go there expecting for God to move, he is going to move and he's going to surprise us each and every time. When I walk into church, I say, God, have your way in my life. That's my prayer every single week, every single day. God, have your way in my life so that I can make an impact on this world, so that I can meet someone to make an impact on their world, so I can be Jesus to someone who's never had that experience before. Um, so, and then what my, every day I get out of my car, I go into whatever, wherever I'm doing, I'm like, okay, Jesus, it's me and you, let's go. It's me and you, let's walk into this together because I'm expecting for you to do something. I'm, I'm expecting it. And the second, the moment that we stop expecting it, that's the moment that nothing is going to happen. So, um, that's where, um, my mindset always goes, especially when we're thinking about church. Um, mm. so that's my two cents. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I was actually, I had a conversation recently with a friend of mine who is a worship leader with his church. And we were just kind of venting and uh, sharing that with each other of just like, <laughs> man, sometimes I, I just hope, you know, it was, it was just a really genuine moment of like, I, I really hope people are getting it. I, I hope people yeah. are like receiving something. They're not just here, you know, and, and we were just kind yeah. of both in that that deep place and and we were just both just thinking of our people and just that we're doing like because i mean you know i don't have as much of a part to play in the the praise and worship side of everything but you know at the end of the day i contribute to sunday and i mean i play guitar i'm but i mean i'm not being self-deprecating i just mean um yeah i don't know where i don't know what church you're at uh, on sundays john but uh <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 up there on stage leading worship, and you're right there next to me, so I don't know what's up. <laughs> so you know, I mean, I, if you're I, not really there and you're not caffeinated, I don't have no responsibility for that. <laughs> we cannot afford. See, the problem with him is we have a green room here at the Croc Center, but mm -hmm. we couldn't afford to put a coffee machine in it. So John's been openly rebelling. So oh, no. bad, but... oh my gosh, but no. Um... At, at the end of the day, regard, regardless of my, my levels in, of investment, I, I care about our people um, yes. and everything. And so, you know, it's just, it, it was a moment, I think we both just kind of were like, man, we're just feeling it and we want to make sure that what we're doing is responsible and, and that we um, are doing our part to help people get there and yeah. not just fill in the pews and not just check off a box because... Um, at least for us as leaders, as people that do something, um, people have their free will and their choice, but we, we have a, a responsibility and skin in the game, you know? 
Yeah, um, absolutely. And so, yeah, just being being very aware of that uh, and everything, but also just for ourselves is we can't check out because if we do check out, you know, other people check out. And, and right. I mean, Paul, that's the whole reason Paul's like, hey, not everybody should get into church business because it's tough, you know. Yeah, You're um, right. But you don't even you don't have to get ordained or have any special thing because at the end of the day, if if you're off your business, just think about the people that see you um, in the drive through at McDonald's and think about the people that see you at work. People about think about your kids. Yes. You still get people off track, whether you work, you know, in ministry or not. Absolutely. I mean, and and so, I never want to be the reason why someone stumbles. Right. And, and that was what was so big about what you mentioned earlier of like, I just, I don't want to get to that place where I don't still trust and depend, you know, and, and that's such a, yeah. that's such a mature thing. And I think it comes from a place of having done that, having traded out that place of praise, you mm. know, um, or at least I could speak for myself, having known when I've messed up and thought I knew that this way was better and I chose that over God's and then how yeah. having that blown up, but then having his grace over that. Yeah. Man, I don't want to waste that grace. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to throw that back at God and everything. And so. Um, when, when we've reached that point, I think where we recognize the significance uh, of praise in our lives and, and the significance of who God is in our lives, it changes our walk. It changes our talk. It changes all of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, wow. Huh? Come on, John. Bring it all <laughs> serious there towards the end. It's on the couch. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's a, a great song uh, written by Annie Johnson Flint. It's a hymn. I know it's an older song, but it says that uh, when we reach the end of our hoarded resources and everything we have left to give is gone, that's when we begin to rely more on God. And uh, because he giveth more grace, he gives, he's, he's a God that never stops giving to us. And it's just Thank amazing um, what that joy is. And what, what a great conversation we've had today about cultivating that experience and, and cultivating that attitude of joy and uh i just think uh, i mean wow what a i don't know you, you two should just do the show next time i'll just watch from the sidelines <laughs> right? that's brilliant but uh we are getting near time uh which is a shame because uh it has been great having judy I mean, Judy, i'm gonna go off the top here and say uh there hopefully will be more seasons of crosstalk unless we get shut down by the fcc and uh would you be interested <laughs> in doing another show down the road Absolutely. Yeah, I've been an absolute pleasure having you on, ma'am. And uh, we've had we've had some great conversation with you, and you are exciting, uh, and uh, just a, a great teacher and a, a great lady and a, a great fellow believer. And we're just lucky to have you in the Salvation Army. I can say that uh, corporately. I don't know if I mean you know there it is, but um, just yeah, what a, <laughs> what an amazing experience. Please give our love to your family uh, and let them Absolutely. know uh, you know. And if you're ever down in Augusta, we'd love for you to come by and visit. Uh, show you, show you what a real, show you what a real croc looks like. I mean, it's just what it is. Uh, you know, but uh, we're, we we are always welcome here in Augusta, and we'd like to be here. So, John, next week, uh, oh, we got a great guest next week, don't we, John? We have <laughs> uh, our best special. guest we've ever had next week. Yep. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> this is an honor of Judy Chung, who said that's her happy place. We are not having crosstalk next week. Uh, next week is uh, spring break here in Augusta. It's also Masters Week, so uh -oh. we're just not even going to try to compete. Nobody. So, uh, 
So uh, we are gonna we're gonna <laughs> take that time off, and uh, we're gonna have uh, uh, just a blank week. But after that, we got Emily Vincent and Kayla Hagren coming up, and we're about to wrap up this season. So some great guests coming up. Now I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you there's some great things happening in Louisville this Sunday. Judy, you have a few minutes. Tell us what's going on in Louisville this Sunday. We still got her. I think she's sitting in a delay. Gee, did you hear me? You got some great services happening this Sunday? Oh, the curse. Ooh, the crack of dawn. That's early, Jesus. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, we, we, we lost you there for a second. Can y'all hear me? Now we can. Uh-oh. Yeah, I think we're getting a delay. All right. Well, Can you hear me now? Yes. It's going in and out. It's a weird yes. experience. I'm glad it's at the end of the show because it's been How's really confusing in the middle of the show. <laughs> Is it better now? A little bit. We, I think we're getting a delay. I think you're saying something and then we see we hear you talking later. It's been a weird experience. It's like you're being subtitled. <laughs> That's funny. But, uh, well, it's it's been good to have Judy here. Uh, don't forget, next week, no crosstalk, and we're back again. We have some great services at Easter, so come out there and and uh, and uh, make sure if you're in Louisville, to go visit the Chungs and all the great stuff they're doing there. If you're in the Augusta area, come and worship with us. And uh, there's just some great things. Uh, apparently, we got a question for Judy from Dakari. When is thunder, Judy? Wow. There must be a oh, deeper uh, meaning to that conversation. Thunder so there is a lot of good stuff happening so please be in prayer for all these it's activities and these great shows thunder over louisville oh okay it's gonna be thunder over louisville mm -hmm. well we're definitely catching a delay with judy and i hope we don't i'm glad it's at the end of the show john you want to pray us out of here and then we'll call it a, a good day and uh, just thank you so much for being here. And we, we love all of you. Thank you so much. Everybody say goodbye to Judy. Hopefully she'll see this in about 30 <laughs> seconds after it's delayed. And uh, but uh, it's just been great having everybody. So, John, pray us out of here and we'll call it a good day. You got it. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time that we've had. And I thank you that you are uh, the great creator and that you are our father and that you've made each and every one of us uniquely and wonderfully. God, I just pray that uh, wherever we find ourselves, that we can find ourselves in a place of praise. Um, whether we can list off a hundred things or we can only list off one thing, whatever it is, God, we have something to praise you for. And I just hope that that takes us closer to your throne, closer to you and closer um, to being who you called us to be, God. So be with each and everyone uh, that's been a part of this and that's participated and those that will see it later even, God. Uh, just be in their lives and, and be ahead of their lives and just let them know that uh, you are there with them through every uh, bit of it with, and, and that you have something for their good plan from it all. And so just bless us and keep us until we can be together again. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for being at Crosstalk. God bless everybody. We'll talk to you again real soon. Don't forget, stay Psalm 100. <laughs>